0: I want to be the best and that's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives, what
1: drives. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk Podcast, slash YouTube, slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy Jay, his little there in the six How you doing, my dog? Doing
2: great, man. Doing great. Happy to be back as usual. I got one of our favorites on Lance Make 'em Dance Caparosi in the building. Man. What up, Lance?
0: Oh uh, man, not not much, man. Just enjoying the cold weather here in Michigan. Again, appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. Love doing this with you guys. And ready to talk some hoops.
1: Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. So yeah, Jay said it best, man. We got our got our guy Lance. And I mean, by now, I really don't even need to need a, need to plug the pod because you already know everything pissens podcast, man. As always, it's always it's gonna be in the description down below. Go check out Lance and all of his work. I'm gonna link all of his social media as well, man. So make sure you check out Lance and show him some love, man. And say thank you for coming on the clutch talk pod and blessing us with his time, man. But if all if we could get all that out the way, man, you guys ready to get into this hoop talk? absolutely let's do it man so for for today guys uh you know we're talking a little bit off camera uh before we got on we're, we're just simply going to do the buyer this episode is going to be simply buyers or sellers and only for the eastern conference so we're going to go through all all teams in the east and we're just going to talk about what if each team is a buyer or a seller and if they are buyers some potential trades that uh that you guys could be looking for because as we, as you guys know february 10th is the nba trade trade deadline and like you so, so far, there's only been four trades since October 6th, but we know, like Jay, Jay said on our last podcast, as soon as that first trade goes down, it's a domino effect and they all start going, man. So well, I, th- I thought we might as well get on here and talk some trades before it all goes down to see if we can uh, make some predictions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, man. So let's so so let's do it. Uh so let's just go ahead and kick it off with the number one seed in the east. And the Bulls unfortunately have lost their number one seed, so now it's on up there on the Nets. So let's let's go ahead and kick it off with the Nets. So, do you guys think that the Brooklyn Nets should be buyers or sellers?
0: Come this trade deadline. Uh, I think they should be buyers, man. Like, I really, I really think I like uh Nas, like I like him at the center position, but there's a big man that I know that is available. I don't know. I haven't looked at the salary cap or how they would make it work. But I want the Brooklyn Nets to bring in Miles Turner, man. He would be a perfect fit to what they're doing. Gives them great size, rim protection. He can shoot the three and spread the ball, you know, spread the floor for those guys, for all their playmakers and their ISO guys. So I would love to see them be buyers at the deadline and try to bring in a Miles Turner to protect the paint. I think a guy like that pushes them over the top. What do you think, Jay?
2: Yeah, uh, no, I think Miles Turner would be a great option. But another name that I have uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, who, who they should be kind of interested in, as well as a lot of teams, if that's Dorian Finney-Smith uh, from the from the Dallas Mavericks. I think he's an elite um, defender, um, as he's shown these past few years. Um, he can score timely baskets as well, and paired alongside you know a guy like KD, James Harden, and um, and Kyrie, I think he'd be the perfect fit there, and he adds that elite defender that they definitely need to, to supplement kind of the weak defense, if you want to call it, from Harden, from Kyrie, and then Katie. We know he's a, a nice defender when he when he tries, but I think Dorian Finney-Smith for probably a future pick, um, probably a future first rounder, um, is, is something that definitely Brooklyn's got to look to add. Because um, I, I think a big splash like Miles Turner would be great, but just a nice kind of, you know, supplementary piece like Dorian Finney-Smith would be huge. And I, they also have the power to re-sign him in the off-sea, uh, offseason because they would inherit, inherit uh, his bird rights as well, so.
1: Absolutely, man. And then, and just uh, real quick, but before I before I get into my nets, I also want to add: if a team is nothing, you know, if you think they should just sit because they're in a great position, you could also add that. So I'm sorry about it. I forgot to add that in the beginning. So, uh, so if, if they're nothing, you could just go ahead and say that. But hey, I'm right. I'm 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 right there with both you guys, man. Definitely, buyers and Jay. I love that Dorian Finney-Smith uh, uh, player. Dorian Finney-Smith option that you that you came up with. And I have here over here on my notes. I have some some options to actually realistically bring Dorian Finney-Smith to the team. Like how Lance said, I, I didn't sit there and crunch the numbers because I'm not much of a numbers guy. I'm much of a, you know, the players. And I'm just, I just want to see them play, man. So I'm thinking for the Nets, if they, because I mean, the, the Dallas Mavericks are going to need to get some solid pieces back for during Finney Smith because right now he's a consistent uh, to be real with you, like a double double threat right now for the Dallas Mavericks, so they're not gonna give them up for anything. So I thought uh, some good some uh, some good pieces to bring to Dallas would be you know Bruce Brown of of the Nets or even maybe Joe Harris uh, only because uh, I know that I know that's, that's two players for one. and the reason why I say that is because bringing Dorian Finney Smith, like how Jay said, is gonna help that defense, but not but it's also gonna leave one more put, uh, roster spot open and potential for a buyout player. As we know, the buyout market's huge for uh, for contending teams, right? contending teams usually get that one buyout player who's like a, a a eric gordon on the on the on the rockets who you know he's doing numbers doing great but the rockets aren't competing so you know might as well buy him out and get and, and get him to a potential team so i i definitely uh I, de- I definitely thought about that you know letting go bruce brown and joe harris because that'll bring some uh great pieces back to dallas and then it'll also makes sense for the for the nets man so all right and then um and, then, and and then if, if, you, if you guys want to add anything else, you know just go ahead and let me know. But if not, then we'll just go ahead and keep it pushing to the number two seed in the east, man. And that is the Chicago Bulls, man. So what do you guys got? Do you guys got buyers or sellers? Jay, I already know what you got.
2: <laughs> we already know what the deal is. Lance no, Lance, I think you might know it too, and that's Jeremy Grant. Um, yeah. And who, they, who who the Bulls give up for Jeremy Grant. You got to give up Patrick Williams. I'm sorry, Chicago. I know you're hesitant to do it. I know that the front office is gonna be hesitant to do it. I think Patrick Williams is gonna be a great player. That's why, Lance, I know you should be happy about that because Detroit's <laughs> inheriting Kawhi 2.0 in my opinion. I think I'll see a lot of potential. But if you're Chicago, you gotta be win now. You gotta maximize that championship window. You got you brought DeMar in. For a reason, you brought Lonzo Ball, uh, Lonzo Ball, who will probably be healthy when they make that play out front, hopefully. You brought Vucevic in for a reason, and that was to win a championship. So go out and do it and get all the pieces. Jeremy Grant makes you better. Right now, you're not better than uh, Brooklyn. You're not better than Milwaukee. This gives you a chance to compete with them offensively, despite you know giving up some defense in the future and Patrick Williams, but you got to go out and make a win-now move if you're at Chicago.
0: You're exactly right. And we were talking about this before we started recording, like the championship window is so small in the NBA. I mean, there's always a few teams that stand out like from year to year where they do it right. They have the right pieces in place, but for Chicago, if you are, they're really about winning that championship. I hate to, I, I mean, I hate it when teams trade young players, especially guys that have potential like Patrick Williams, but if you are really about winning the championship, That is a guy that has to go. And Jeremy Grant, man, makes so much sense for the Chicago Bulls. He gives them offense. He can score in a variety of ways. And he'll even be better offensively playing off those other talented guys like Levine, like Lonzo Ball, like DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic. But also defensively, he was really good in Denver. He was very good in the pick and roll on switching. He's versatile. He can guard many positions. Like, he's a great asset for a contending team. I think he got what he wanted in Detroit. He was able to prove to the NBA and the guys around him, like, look, I can be this guy. But really, in all reality, with Jeremy Grant, your team's not very good if he's the number one option. Like, I'm a Bistons fan. I know this as a fact. He's a fun player to watch. He just doesn't move the win. He doesn't move the needle in the win column that much as the number one option. But you put him on a contending team like Chicago man that is it, it brings them all, like they go from one of the best teams in the east probably to the best team in the eastern conference and that's not to disrespect brooklyn with kd and all of them it's just they already have so many right pieces in place guys that know their roles you just bring another guy in like jeremy grant and pushes them over the top yeah man i'm i'm right there with 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 both of you guys but i did have something i went
1: back and forth with like with myself the other day as i was like, you know, as I was making this uh, this list and I was thinking, yes, Jeremy Grant would be a great name. But another great name that we've also heard is Miles Turner. Right. We, we've also know that the Bulls, uh, Jay, you've been saying this since really the beginning of the season, that uh, that lack of rim protection. The, and then come late playoffs, like, how are you going to handle an in How are you going to handle a Giannis? So, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys, you know, want to go back and forth a little bit about that. We could talk about would you guys rather see a Jeremy Grant or would you rather see a Miles Turner in Chicago? Both great options. And. Lance, I definitely agree with you. Jeremy Grant brings way more of that offensive uh, versatility, but I think Miles Turner. I mean, I mean, he, every year he's top of the league, and for blocks, he's a great big. Uh, can bring that rim protection and can really allow Vucevic to worry more on the on the offensive end and not have to get, be in foul trouble, not be worrying about being that 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 rim protection. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about that a little bit,
0: Miles Turner or Jeremy Grant. I do feel like miles Turner's name is going to be brought up a lot because <laughs> he's such a valuable piece. To, there's so many teams that could use a guy like him. Again, like I said, he's, I believe he's shooting around like 35, 37% from three this season. He's top of the leaderboards in blocks per game. He's a great rim protector. He's still relatively young around 25, 26. I would love to see him in Chicago as well, but Again, like, it depends. Like, I think if he goes to Chicago, is he the starter? you bringing him off the bench? Can you play him and Vucevic together? So, I mean, it sounds great, but I I do think, though, that if they bring a Miles Turner in, you're going to be losing something because you're going to have to sit Vucevic for long stretches of the game just because I don't think those two can really play together that well. So, I don't know. I mean, I like it, but then again – Does Chicago do they move do they move on from Vucevic after that? Like does Miles Turner just become the starter there? Do they have to move on from him? But I mean, I like it. I I just think the Jeremy Grant trade is a little bit better because it also helps my Detroit Pistons out (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) I'm
2: right there with with Lance on that that whole uh, Miles Turner. I think obviously Miles Turner is a great player to have and I think there's going to be a lot of teams but also let's not forget he's injured right now Um, we don't know what his health's a question mark Miles sorry Jeremy Grant obviously had his injury um, his thumb injury I believe and he's still out but I mean he's going to be back sooner than a guy like Miles Turner and yeah you don't really know you brought Bucevic in a reason you've seen that it works you've seen that um, he's there he's a good five to have in there And sometimes, John, I actually I've been thinking and I've been looking through some research on different teams, um, one of them being Utah, um, who my Dubs are playing tonight. But I, I just don't know sometimes how valuable rim protection is like in the playoffs and this sort of thing, because a guy like. You know, Miles Turner could be kind of sometimes played off against uh, off the floor. Like you look at a team like Milwaukee, who can go small with Giannis at their five or can go um, Brooklyn, who can go small with KD at their five potentially. But those type of teams don't have what you'd call a traditional center. And you look at already having um, Vucevic on the floor against them, he might not even be on the floor. And then to add Miles Turner into that mix, I don't really see it working. I think Jeremy Grant would be the better option
0: uh, for the the Bulls. And I also think, too, like for the Chicago Bulls, I don't know how much depth they have on their team, but if they do make a trade for like Jeremy Grant, they're – trading more assets to create room, they could always find like a, you know, a big man to kind of do the dirty work against an Embiid or something like that, where, you know, maybe they only play like 10 to 12 minutes a night, but when they're playing against Embiid, their minutes go up, just a big body they can throw at him to kind of slow him down. I don't, I don't think, cause again, like it's, if, if Miles Turner was healthy, if he's only playing like 22 minutes a night in Chicago behind Vucevic, is he really that valuable versus bringing in like, Two guys or something that can just play minimal minutes that aren't going to really care about their role as much as a Miles Turner will that you can just throw at it at an and beat in the playoffs. It sounds
1: like you're talking about Demarcus Cousins. I've been saying bring Demarcus Cousins to Chicago, man, but the bulls I, I don't i don't know what the front office is doing man i don't know why they wouldn't they wouldn't look to bring in a player like that uh yes like he definitely would get could could get played off the floor a little bit can't 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 stay in the perimeter but when you get it and beat you know you could go at it just go body to body down low down there and then um and then and then one last, one you know one last question i wanted to talk to you guys about with this bulls is for okay so so we're going with the consensus of Jeremy Grant over Miles Turner i'm cool with that but are we going just Patrick Williams straight up for Jeremy Grant or do the Bulls need to give up a bit more? Because I'm thinking the Bulls need to give up a little bit more than just Patrick Williams.
2: Yeah. I, I think they got to give up probably Derek, uh, Derek Jones Jr. And probably uh, the pick that they received from Portland or even another future pick. Um, I think that, yeah, they're definitely going to have to give up maybe just one other player. And I, I don't think Detroit would be mad at that as well. And I think Jeremy Grant's proven that he's he's worth um, those assets as well, including Patrick Williams, too.
0: I would ideally I would love to see like I, I like Derek Jones Jr. And I love the versatility he brings defensively, especially because I think they play him at the four sometimes in Chicago, which him and like Cade Cunningham like just throwing lob if he could just throw lobs to him, that would be just incredible. But I would love to see like a Colby White too. I knew I threw I knew his name was in there a little bit with these trade rumors as well. And I would love to see another scoring guard that has size like Colby White that you could pair with Cade Cunningham in the back or maybe as a six-man starter, doesn't matter. But, yeah, it, it can't just be Patrick Williams straight up. There has to be some other assets in there. But, I mean, if the Bulls are willing to give up, like, a trade, Patrick Williams, Derrick Jones Jr., and a Colby White, I'd be willing to look past a pick if those three players were coming into Detroit. Because I think Patrick Williams and Colby White, they offer enough potential that you don't really need the pick thrown in there as well. But, I mean, if it is Patrick Williams and Derrick Jones, yeah, we the Pistons definitely need another pick with that, especially that Portland one. That would be incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. The serious squad. <laughs>
2: Detroit's building a serious squad with these with these pick these players and pigs. I'm just saying, like if they get Kobe White in that package, Lance, man. Big dreams, big dreams
1: for my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, man, and I'm, I'm thinking, do you guys, do you guys have access to my notes, man? Because that's exactly what I had on here. I had Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> as the, as the other player to throw in that trade with Patrick Williams, man. So absolutely. I'm right there with you guys. So let's go ahead and keep it pushing, man. And let's talk about the third seed being the Miami Heat, man.
0: Are you, are they buyers, sellers, or are they nothing? Ooh, that's tough for me because I really love their roster from the one to the, you know, the final guy in the spot. I love what they have done. They have like a cohesiveness and a chemistry, but man, if you could bring in like another, I mean, maybe even just another shooter. I forget what trade I was hearing or like some of the guys they were trying to bring in. But, like, I think they said, like, Nick Stauskas, which doesn't seem like it would move the needle that much. But just to get another shooter in there to create space for Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and Bam to do their thing, I would love to see that. But really, I don't think they're going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline unless – because I don't think they want to break up that unit that they have because they are a deep team. They really are. And I think the trade offer would have to be, like, a can't miss. It would have to be, like, a God's gift from the basketball gods, you know, for the Miami Heat, for them to, you know, take away anybody from that roster right now. So I'm going to say they stand still at the trade deadline.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Right there with Lance. Like, Miami's big on development, big on uh, the trades they made in the offseason. I think that was the most that they're going to do. You know, they brought in PJ Tucker, they brought in Kyle Lowry. Those were the good moves and they, that they had to make, and they did that. Um, I think they're definitely ready to compete to, with a title with the best of the East right now. And it's clear in the record in the basketball they've been playing uh, recently, getting Bam back. Let's not forget, Victor Aladupo may come back this season. I don't know, maybe. Um, it's always been a question mark. But I mean, that's a great player to add the mix. The only thing maybe I would say is they got to convert Caleb Markins two-way contract and get him to full full time player because uh, he's been adding great depth and been playing great basketball for Miami. But in terms of trades, I think none. There's nothing really for them to do um, in Miami.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 right there with both of you guys. They, they hit a home run in the offseason bringing in PJ and Kyle Lowry. So you you really can't expect uh any any more. I don't like how you said that, Jay. They're big on development. So I'm right there with you guys. So then let's let's keep it pushing, guys, and let's go to the fourth seed. And that's the Milwaukee Bucks, Buyer, sellers, or do, do you want them just to stand still? That's
0: another <sighs> tough one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I if you you can go ahead, Jay. You can go ahead before me if you want to share your thoughts. No, nah, Lance. I, I honestly none. Like I, I don't
2: think they really they another team who's just built to win. Um built to we've seen what they've done to to competitor team trying to make a run. Saw what they did to the Warriors without Drew Holiday. Um they they're ready to send a message and I think they're really going strong for the repeat and, and they have a reason to believe. Um they have no reason to believe otherwise, so I don't think they really need to make any other moves. There's also a chance that Brooke Lopez might come back um, later on the season. I don't know. A back injury is always a question mark, but nothing they can really do. to Get them, bolster them through trades. I
0: yeah, I'm with you, too. I don't think they do anything at the trade deadline, especially, like, I mean, unless they're going to bring in, like a minimal player, maybe more shooting, maybe another mm-hmm. backup point guard. But I don't really have anybody in mind that they could bring up in that backup spot. Cause I mean, I still like George Hill, even though he's not playing too great in Milwaukee right now. I'm still like I'm still a fan of him. I think he'll eventually at least turn it around at some point. Yeah. But there's no major moves I could think for the Milwaukee Bucks. I like their roster the way it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm right there with you guys. And I like their roster so much that as a matter of fact, I'm about to drop breaking news right here. I'm about to tell you guys, I haven't told nobody. This is something I've been thinking of. I really think the Bucks might go back to back this year. They are looking so good, dog. They are looking so good. And they, and like how Jay said, they have so many different lineups that they can run. And when you get Brook Lopez, Brick Lopez back in there, that's a whole different dynamic that people have not even been thinking about. Brick Lopez is a absolutely great defender who can actually stretch the floor. He is not played off the floor. So man, if they can get Brooke in there back in there. That's uh yeah, I feel even better about that. About that take. So that, that's my hot take for the day, y'all. Because I think that the Bucks really might go back to back. And it sounds crazy to say because they only won last year because KD wears a size 14 shoe. But if <laughs> they might do it this year, man, they're looking really good. So I'm right there with you guys. the, the Bucks just uh just stand still, man. But all right, so, so so let's let's keep it pushing, guys. Let's talk about the fifth seed, and this is uh, Jay Hill's second team. You know, everybody knows Jay's a big Dubs fan, but he, this is his second team. The Cleveland Cavaliers are they buyers, sellers, are they standing still
0: at this trade deadline? Man, oh, I'll just say this real quick: if they can make, I mean, Kevin Love's been playing pretty good since he came back from COVID and everything but he's not worth $31 million that he's making. Absolutely. If they can find a team that is willing to take that contract, I say try to move on from Kevin Love. I I, I would definitely try to do that. I mean, they are a good team. They're good defensively. I don't think they're going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. So this would be if they, you know, I mean, if they continue it going the way that they are, I just think this would be a move right now to unload Kevin Love and try to bring in some other assets that they can to build towards the future again.
2: Yeah, I um, that I think I think definitely Kevin Love maybe for a guy you look to to get it bringing a guy like Derek White um it's potentially even if even if it potentially could be a win now mode or you know for the future as well if you, if that's the case Lance um, since you mentioned you know building for the future with Kevin Love I also agree with that fact or even try to offload a guy like Ricky Rubio. Unfortunately, he went down with an injury. You know, I I thought he was one of the the biggest, um, you know, bench or role players. um, Actually, when Lance was on on the the show and you had asked me, John, but I also think bringing in maybe an Eric Gordon um, right now, I think it's kind of up in the air what the Brockets want to do with his contract and what they want to do in the future with him. Um, I know they want a lot for him. You could potentially get, uh, Rubio give up Rubio and possibly a pick to get Eric Gordon um, and I think he would help them you know maybe at least float around and in, in, in a first round matchup um, win a couple games um, make you better and then you know younger guys like Isa Kokoro can also learn from him because I mean he is a bucket and can score really whenever he wants you know a streaky player but when he when he's at his best Eric Gordon's um, legit so just a small deal but I don't think they're truly going to be able to compete now with all the injuries and stuff that um, came. And I think they're kind of a year or two away as well.
1: Yeah. So see, I'm, 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 I'm on, I'm on the same fence as you guys, but I'm only, I'm the reason why I'm going to go with none. It's not because like their roster can definitely get better. You can do things to get their roster better, but I mean, let's look like if you go back to the beginning of the season, I had the Cavs sitting in like the last spot or like the 14 spot. So like didn't nobody expect this, man. So at this point, just just, just keep it going. Don't me- don't mess with anything. Let this momentum let this uh, let this team keep going and 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 play itself out. But I also want to add a little caveat to it. If they do keep going. They're not serious. I don't see them as a serious championship contender. Like if you look at the team, the Nets, the Bucks, uh, the Heat, and the Bulls, I think they would. They're killing those. They're killing the Cavs in the in a seven game series. Like the Cavs might get one game on them. So uh, although yes, the Cavs can plan for the future, but I don't think like I mean you I guess just ride out this year, see how far you can go, but. I mean, realistically, I don't I don't see them being a serious championship contender. So I like that, Jay, you know, making some making some small moves, some minor tweaks. I think uh, I think that'll be that'll be the biggest thing for them, man. All right, guys. So so let's keep it pushed. And let's talk about the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. And that's the the team. Honestly, everyone's going to talk about them when we come to this trade deadline. And that's the 76ers, man. So. I'm guessing we're all in consensus that they're buyers, but if there's any uh, objections, let me know. But um, buyers, who who are you guys looking for them to to move? And then who are you looking for them to get back? Cause there's a, there's
0: a lot of options you can go with the, with the 76ers this year. Um, I don't, I have one name in mind. We brought them up a lot on the podcast, Eric Gordon. Like I would love, they need another guy that can create for himself and just, you know, get the ball in the hole. I love Eric Gordon. I would like to see CJ McCollum in, Mm. you know, Philadelphia or some type of player like in that archetype, you know, I don't know what Philly would have to give up. I mean, obviously Ben Simmons would probably work straight up for a CJ McCollum but just a guy that can go out there and get him a bucket. So like, I think Joel Embiid's usage rate is like 37%. It's the highest in the NBA. You got to get another guy in there that can take some of the pressure off of him. Because I mean, even though he's a great player, I love Joel Embiid in in the NBA. You can't do it alone. You got to have a sidekick that can get you buckets. I like Tobias Harris. I like him more as a third option than anything else. And I don't believe, uh, you know, I don't believe anybody else on that team right now can really step up in the way that they need a guy. So just like an Eric Gordon, CJ McCollum, a type like that, where that can just go out and get him a bucket. That's what I want to see in Philly.
2: Okay, okay. I, I'm feeling that, I'm feeling advance, but I'm, I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking a little bigger here for, for Philly. And, this is, and to, be, to be very clear, this is for Philly's best benefit. I think they win this trade. I don't think this is ideal for the other team. And that deal is Ben Simmons and Matisse Seibel to the Boston Celtics for Jalen Brown and Juan Juanchun uh, Herna Gomez, man. I think that's the deal that if you're Philly, that's the deal that you got you to gotta get done. You got to find a way. You might need to throw in a little bit more for Jalen Brown. Um, and I think the talks end at Tyrese Maxey. I don't think Philly's uh, willing to give him up. So if Boston asks for them. I guess the talks will just stop there, but I think the you you said a score a second score, Lance, and what other player, what other better player is than Jalen Brown um, in, in Philly? I think he'd be the perfect kind of Batman Robin, or even the first kind of option if on on night to night
0: potentially. That is a perfect name for Philadelphia. I was thinking smaller scale. You're thinking like, man, we're going to the moon <laughs> with these trades, and I, I mean, like, I love it. I would love to see Jalen Brown and Joel Embiid. That would be a nice little duo they got going on right there. I just hate giving up Theibel, man. Like, he's such a good defensive player, and I still think there's a little bit of offensive potential to be untapped right there. I don't think he'd be the player that Jalen Brown is offensively, but, man, that's just – oh, that's a lot to give up for Philly, for Jalen Brown. And, I mean, he definitely – pushes them into like real contender territory with the field you know jalen brown does that would that would be an incredible trade but i mean like in my trade scenario it's just more of like keeping the team intact for the most part and just bringing another guy around but man if they can make it work for jalen brown i'd be on board with that 100
1: yeah i'm i'm right there with both you guys as a matter of fact i have a trade option both for CJ McCullum, because I've been calling for that for so long, and for Jalen Brown. I think that I think th- th- those are great. So you let me know if, if if you guys think this will work out because honestly, guys, like on my off time, I like think of some trades for the Philadelphia 76ers because that's just there, there's so many options they could go. So this this is this is one of them that I have. And again, I'm not I didn't crunch the numbers. I'm looking at just the players and, and the fit for both teams. So you get this Philadelphia gets rid of Ben Simmons, get they get rid of Andre Drummond. And I know Jay, you, you said Tyrese Maxi ends, but Tyrese Maxey for Jalen Brown. Now, now the reason why I say that is because the Celtics they are, have been lacking defense. They even la- they have been missing a center. They get Ben Simmons on defense. They get Andre Drummond as 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 a, a good center for them, and they get a true point guard because. What have the Celtics been lacking? They've just uh, Marcus Smart, the player for the Celtics, came out and said it's just iso ball. It's just Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and if you, and I think if you could get a true point guard to set up the offense to actually run the game, not just come down court, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, go, go go score for us. I think that'll be great for them. So I think uh, I, I think that, that that could be a great trade that could work out both for Philly. I mean, as Jalen Brown would be skyrocketing, make make them make them great. And then for the, Bla- and then for the, for the CJ McCollum, I think there's blazer ones that w- would work out well would be the same trade, Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond and Tyrese maxing And you know, the reason why I think that'll work out is because the blazers they're in rebuild mode. They'll be able to get assets in Andre Drummond and, and, and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, you can keep him, but if you're trying to rebuild, that's you keep him for a little bit, turn him around. That's an asset. Andre Drummond, have him play well. I mean, we saw it. when Joel Embiid was out, Andre Drummond dominated, got like a couple of of twenty and twenty games. So you get him, you get him as a starting center. I think he could be great. And then you also have the future in Tyrese Maxey. I know you have Anthony Simons and Tyrese Maxey. That could be your 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 backcourt for 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 the future, man. But Jay, I, see, I is that a little hand emoji that you got up, or, or like what yeah. is that, Jackie?
2: Yeah bro. No, I mean I think those are great both deals, but here here's the only issue I, I think that will that Philly will have and Mister Mori over there mm-hmm. and in the in the and the, and the um office is that Philly there he's showing that his willingness to hold out with Ben Simmons, and I think it's going to take the right deal, and I think it's only going to be that they're going to win the deal. And um, he, he said he'll wait for four years. I don't know. I think that's cap. He's a little, yeah. he's, he's he's BS on that. He's BSing on that. But I think that for Philly to make a move at the deadline, I think it's only in their eyes, it has to be a win where they're truly winning the deal. And a lot of teams are also going to be hesitant on their end because they know that they're not in really, really in a position of leverage. Um, uh, Philly that is so, um, I think ty- giving Tyrese Maxey, I I still truly believe in Philly's eyes, he's really untouchable because, you know, they've given him the starting role. He's been starting. They, they've We've been seeing um, that, that it's working right now in Philly. I mean, there's seven games above 500. They've lost games. They shouldn't have. I still agree with Lance. They need a, a second um, scoring option, but I just don't see them willing to give up Tyrese Maxey. That's the only reason I don't think those deals would uh, go through on Philly's end.
0: So if, Go ahead, Lance. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, because we were talking about Chicago because their championship window, like, you know, I mean, again, like all championship windows, they're so they're only open for so long. Like if Philly really is trying to push for a championship, I think everybody is tradable except for Joel Embiid on that nice. team. Like, and I'm not exactly. trying to like, you know, not trying to dismiss what Maxi does. He's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, if you're really trying to win and he's your most coveted asset outside of Ben Simmons you got to make it happen. And also for Daryl Morey, like, yeah, it's bold of him to say like, we'll hold on to Ben Simmons for four years. You know, number one, you're definitely not going to have a player sit there for four years and not get anything from Mm them And the owner. The the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers will probably like force his hand and say, look, you got to make a trade. We got to get something for him. Like owners. I mean, we don't really hear about it a lot, but if they want something to get done, they will make sure it gets done. That is what Mm -hmm. they want. So yeah, Daryl Morey, man, that's silly to sit there and say he'd hold on to him for four years. That's just crazy to me. I I feel that, Lance, and um, just real quick on that point, I definitely
2: agree with the championship. remember. I'm a huge advocate of that. Like, we've seen guys, we've seen what happened in Chicago. Caruso went down, Zach Ladine. we don't know what his uh, his knee injury is saying. Um, obviously, uh, Lonzo is going to be out for six to eight weeks. But yeah, I agree they got to make a deal. Um but I just see that it has to be a huge win. That's the only thing there. But I got a question for you then, for both of you, John and Lance. Um in a in all maybe in an alternate universe or in this universe that Ben Simmons somehow decides he wants to play basketball in Philly. Does that do you think that makes them a champ a serious championship contender with Ben Simmons in that lineup? Does he make them put them over the top?
1: Yeah. I, it, if Ben Simmons is coming to play, if, if he's coming yeah, to play, and not he's playing not, basketball. Yeah, if he's if he's playing, not 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 coming and having his phone in his pocket like how he did when he came back. If he's playing serious, I think I think he is because we saw two years ago they were the number one seed when Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid w- were on.
0: So I, I I think yes. What about you, Lance? Yeah, no, I do. I think he's an incredible talent. I mean, he was a defensive player of the year candidate. He's been on numerous. Um, all defensive teams. Like, he is a fantastic player. Like, I don't – I hate the notion when say like, oh, he's not good because he can't shoot. It's like, dude, he does everything. Has, every player has a weakness. Like, let's just be honest. Like, that's just what it is. Unfortunately for Ben Simmons, it's shooting. It kind of stinks. But, man, he's so good at everything else. And he is – I mean, like, he wouldn't be so – like, if nobody thought he could help them win a championship, he wouldn't be sought after as much as he has been, you know, for the entirety of his career. So, yeah, I think he does – Push them into the championship contender. I mean, now if they, now if they make it happen with him in there, that's a entirely different story. But I think like a talent like him, yeah, hundred percent, he makes them that much better. What What about you, Jay? What do you think?
2: I do. I, I've been saying since we we that I forget how long ago, beginning of uh, November, October. Yeah, I think. Ben Simmons, for all the critics like you said Lance about his shot making he just makes them a better team defensively his playmaking what he brings to the to the Sixers um can can can't go unmatched um, i think he's just uh transformational in the type of player and what he brings to that team so absolutely uh, they're a better think, team and a I contender think-
0: for him, you just got to get him to buy in. Like, look, we're going to play you at the four next to Embiid. You're still going to have to be able to run the show, but, like, we want to get other scorers out on the floor. Like, if they could convince him or get him to buy in. So, I mean, I don't even really know what position he was playing in Philly, but there's so many – like using kind of like Draymond Green you know what I'm saying like I mean it's easier said than done but that skill set and what he could do offensively for them is in the same realm of what Draymond Green does he controls the offense you know he's making sure the ball is going to the right guy at the right time Ben Simmons is very capable of doing and then plus defensively he's just so good like yeah they just got to get him to buy into what they're trying to do that's just what I think with Ben Simmons
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then, Jay, I just want to ask you this, because I know you were talking about, you know, uh, you don't see that Philly uh, was is willing to to part ways with Maxie just yet. So even even with that point that Lance that Lance brought up in that in that championship window. And then let's just talk about the Jalen Brown trade, you know, the, the, the trade you brought up. Is that let's say let's say you're sitting in Daryl Morey's office. Daryl Morey is gone. It's Justin Hill. Let's say you're in there are you taking that like if that trade comes to you if if, if the Celtics are like you give me Andre Drummond Tyrese Maxi and Ben Simmons and I will give you Jalen Brown are you taking that
2: mm-hmm. no I'm, I I'm really I'm, I'm a big Tyrese Maxi okay. guy. I, like I, I just like really it. am I you you give uh Maxi you take Maxi out of that equation and you put in maybe um, Matisse Ty which are not not really to do Seth either I Ooh. think you Put in Matisse Tabble, even though I do agree, Lance, like that you're you're going to be giving up um, the future. Probably he, he can develop his offensive offensively. Obviously, he brings great um, a lot defensively um, to the team and he's a catalyst on that end. But I think that you, you can still maximize that championship window, bring in Jalen Brown and not risk giving Tyrese Maxey. That's how high I am. On Tyrese Maxey, but uh, but I mean, to other people, maybe I think they do do that deal. But just personally, Justin Hill, nah, I'm not
1: doing it. Jay, you you have him on your fantasy, yeah. right, Jay?
0: Yeah, you got him on, <laughs> got him on his, his fantasy. So Jay knows. So
1: Jay knows what's up.
0: <laughs> I see wow, the that's awesome <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, man. So all right, definitely. I I, I think I think we we are, uh, we smashed that 76 topic, man. So let, let's go ahead and keep, keep it moving, man. And let's talk about, and let's talk about the seven seed man. And that's the Charlotte Hornets, another team who is big into uh, who can do a lot of things come, come, come this trade deadline. And uh, one move can really get them up there and have them be, I wouldn't say championship contenders, but definitely a play uh, some playoff contenders. So guys, are the Hornets uh, buyers
0: or sellers, or, or do you want them just to stand still? That is again, tough to say with them because they, they have, they have a lot of great pieces. I do think they need a big man. Like I don't, yeah, I don't know if they're going to do much at the trade deadline. I think they're just going to ride it out this year and see what they have. They're definitely a play-in team right now. They are a playoff team. So, well, I mean, they're still technically a play-in team, but anyways, I think if they do make a move, it's again, building towards the future. And, I heard, again, I hate to bring his name up, but Miles Turner, I'd like to see him in a Charlotte uniform as well. I don't know Mm -hmm. who you have to give up to get him, but just because they're bad defensively, they definitely need rim protection at some point. So yeah, I think like a Miles Turner, that would make sense. It just... Who are you willing to give up, though? I mean, obviously, LaMelo Ball is untouchable. Does Indiana want Gordon Hayward? Would you want to be willing to give up P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges or a young guy like Booknight to make that trade happen? I just don't know for Charlotte. So they do have a lot of pieces. I just don't know if they're going to be buyers buyers this at the trade deadline right now.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly the name. I think they got to be buyers. Miles Turner is the dude. Um, and I think you give up Book Booknight. And possibly Mason Plumley. I think that um, you get the young piece that, that you need, um, potentially looking to rebuild. If you're Indiana, you get you give up Miles Turner, put him in a, ch- a chance to win, um, be competitive and p- p- build because um, he's still young, um, relatively, I think, 25 or 26 or however however old he is right now. And you bring him in and then you're able to help um, Indiana and their rebuilding process with a guy like Knight. So I think that's the deal that they need to get done. And I think they should be kind of buyers, but a big name like Miles Turner is a guy that they got to be targeting for Charlotte.
1: Absolutely, I'm 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 right there both of you guys. They're they're 100 buyers, and NJ, I, I I I saw that and, and and I thought about that 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 Miles, um, that Mason Plumley and Book Night for um for for Miles Turner, but I thought to myself, if, I, if I'm Indiana, like. What am I really getting out of Mason Plumlee? Mason Plumlee is a getting up there in age, so if I'm Indiana, I'm actually I'm actually asking for PJ Washington and Booknight. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna give a milestone. if I'm a rebuilding team, I want the young cats. I want the younger the younger guys. So I would be looking for a PJ Washington and a and a James Booknight. But if if the uh, if the Hornets are not willing to part ways with, with PJ, I think another great uh, great direction that that they could uh, they could go is uh, going trying to go for 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 Nurkic. And Nurkic over there on the Blazers, man. Because I mean, I think uh, maybe the Blazers haven't realized it, but everybody else has realized it. It's not going to work. It's that it's not the Blazers isn't going to work. So I think you rebuild. You go ahead and you start from you you, you start from the bottom. And I think that you could de- you could do a Mason Plumley and a Book Night for Nurkage, but I don't know uh, uh, about about that. Just for for Miles Turner, man. So how do how do you guys feel about that? Would you if you're the Hornets? Are you? I mean, of course Miles Turner is a better player, but would you rather hold on to PJ and, 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 and get, and get Nurk, or would you rather let go of PJ and be able to get a player
0: like Miles Turner? Uh, I think I'd be, I think for PJ Washington, I'm kind of, I'm on the fence about it. Cause I, I think he's a good young player, but I think he's really close to his ceiling as a player. So if you can get a guy like Miles Turner, who I don't think we've seen like everything from him. Cause I mean, he is a really good talent. I would make the trade for Miles Turner, but I mean, you know, I would, I would, I would make the trade. I would trade PJ Washington for Miles Turner just because I just think he's. This is pretty much what you're going to get from him going forward.
2: Okay. Yeah, me too. I think you think you do that if you're Charlotte. PJ Washington for Miles Turner, and probably Book Night. You're going to have to give up. I'd do that if I'm Charlotte.
1: <laughs> all right, abs- all right, absolutely, man. Yeah. Th- so the 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 Hornets definitely got a lot of options. Come This uh, come this trade deadline, man. But so definitely excited to see what they do. So let's get let's keep it pushing, man. Let's go to the next team that's the eighth seed, and that's the Toronto Raptors. Jay, you're the Toronto's finest, Jay, Canada's finest. So talk to me, man. Are they buyers, sellers, or do you want them to hold?
2: Uh, for, for Toronto, I mean, I, I think that they're they they got depth, um, is really what they need right now. Um, so I think just maybe the, the flexibility of, of bringing in kind of just pieces, whether it be smaller or kind of veteran um, players to just kind of facilitate the back end of that roster, bringing in kind of your eight, nine, 10 kind of, kind of rotation. Um, I think that's something the Raptors have really struggled with this season. I think about one through seven or one through six um, this year that they've been great. But I think it's the back end of that roster and those guys, when guy goes down or, or when they need someone to come in and have a night and guys having an off night. Um, I think those are the guys that they need, like whether it's a specialist, um, a defensive guy, um, a shooter, I think Toronto needs to be able to add, look to add one of those, not a big splash. So maybe even quit trading a guy um, for, for some cash or whatever is a move that they need to make to free up some roster space and then bring in kind of a, um, a specialist in that category. So I, th- I think that's what, what the Raptors need to do. So kind of buyers, but of a small piece, small asset, I guess.
0: Okay. Um, For me, I kind of, I don't think they make too many moves. I think, again, this is one of those teams where they know they're not contenders, but they like the pieces that they have this kind of see what they can do. I think they'll make moves in the off season, but Toronto's a lot like Detroit where you got to have the right guys playing for your team. Like, you know, not like, even though certain players are available, you know, if they want to be in your city or not. And I like the piece they have in Pascal Siakam, OG Ananubi. I love Fred Van Vliet. I, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. as well. Like they're, those are all excellent pieces. Scotty Barnes. Can't forget my boy Scotty. Like yeah. they have a lot of excellent pieces. So I think right now at the trade deadline, they're just going to be, they're not going to do much. Like I don't think there's a trade mm-hmm. out there right now, unless you're getting a top five guy to come to Toronto that they're willing to make and break up that young core because it's a good core, man. Like they play together. I mean, maybe in the off season they bring someone else in that can move them over the top. But I think for right now, Toronto's just gonna—they're gonna do nothing at the deadline. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm right there with you guys. And as a matter of fact, you know why not? When I was working on my on my, on my notes here, and I got to the Raptors, I was like, "All right, cool. Raptors, definitely buyers. They they, they could get better." And then I'm and then I'm looking at all these teams. I'm like, "All right, what trades is possible?" I right, guys, I literally sat there probably, probably like 30, 40 minutes. Like, no, this nothing's possible. Nothing possibly makes sense for them to give away in this young core, and for somebody else to be able to get to give something of value back, man. So honestly, I am I, I traded myself from from buyers to to I think they just d- just stand still and see. What well, uh, what what happens and what and, and and what comes up this season, man? I know they also haven't had a lot of time to be able to play together. Uh, I know like when one goes down, another goes down, and they haven't really had that continuity. So I think you know Masai Jury and 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 then the Raptors should you know ride it out, come this trade deadline, and see and see what could happen, and then it, it, if it if you, if there was a fail experiment this year, maybe look to do something next year. Maybe look to look to do something toward the offseason. But as of right now, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, just right out that young core. I really do like that. Uh, and and I'm right there with you, um, Lance. I love Scotty. Scotty has been showing out, man. It's been crazy. And so, and I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, I well, I was I was watching a draft, right? And when they didn't take Jalen Suggs, I was like, it's over. It's over. The Raptors. It's over for the Raptors. And I even I even told Jay Hill, I was like, what's Masai Jirio doing over there in Canada? And then, but man, well, was I wrong because
0: he has been balling out like crazy, man. So. We had someone, He's uh, his name is Tommy. He's from the Driving to the Basket podcast, and he loves like draft talk. So, you know, we we're, I'm going to have him on again for the draft talk episode. And he was telling me, because I said Scotty Barnes will go number four. I'm like, he will go in the top four. I guarantee it. And he's like, no, that's the worst case scenario for the, because we were talking about if the Pistons got the fourth pick, who would they take? I'm like, I'm telling you, Scotty Barnes is going to be good. He will message me like every so many months and be like, dude, you were right about (laughs) Scotty Barnes. You're like the only (laughs) guy that believed in him. Like, dude, I love Scotty, man. Like there's just Mm -hmm. something about his game that I just really love about Scotty Barnes, man. Like, I think he's a tremendous player. And he's going to be so good for so many years going forward.
1: Absolutely, man. See, Lance, make them dance. Always getting it right, man. So
0: I'm right about a few things. I'm right about a few
1: things. (laughs) All right, man. So then, so then let's keep it pushing, man. And let's go to the next team and that's the Washington Wizards. And you know what? I'm just gonna go first on this one because I think I have the, the the hot take on this one. I know you know they have these these good pieces and they've been playing well. They're they a little bit on a roll, but I actually think they're sellers. Now hear me out. I know a lot of people listen to the pod is gonna be like, "What? What are you talking about, John?" Now the reason why I say that they're sellers is I think that uh, if they keep Spencer Dinwiddie. Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma—they will never be true contenders. They will—they will never really get to the top. They, but they will never be at the bottom. They will consistently make the playoffs. There'll be a Blazers with CJ McCollum and Damon Lillard that kept going to the first round. At the farthest, made it to the second round. You know, if some t- if some teams got hurt, maybe luckily you you you, you made it to that. You may made, made it second that past that second round. But I don't think that like they realistically have the pieces unless you know they get like a big home run. I, I know uh, Bradley Beal and uh, and Jason. Tatum are good friends and like you know they people always talk about them teaming up I don't see that happening if anything I see Bradley Beal going to the Celtics if that's gonna happen but I realistically think that if they keep going with this core of Bradley Beal Dinwiddie and Kuzma they're good enough to keep making the playoffs but not good enough to keep to to get some draft picks and there and that's purgatory that's no man's land in the NBA so crazy crazy to say it man but I'm going with sellers actually man for the Wizards what about you guys
0: that's I would love to see Bradley Beal out of Washington and on another team. Like, I think he's a great scorer, but he's just, he's not a guy again. Like he's a lot like, he's better than Jeremy Grant. Let me just preface that real quick, (laughs) but he's a guy, like when you have him as the number one option, like he's not, he's like right there, man. Like he's not good enough as an individual player to bring you into contender status where you want to build around him. They've tried it. It doesn't work. You were saying, and you were absolutely right. They, it's, it's basketball purgatory when you have him. But if you, I would love to see them sell high and try to get as much as they could in terms of young assets, draft picks for Bradley Beal. I don't know if it happens, but I would love to see them be sellers at the trade deadline. Like, you know, I mean, again, like you can have faith in what they're doing, but it's just never going to work with Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and Spencer Dinwiddie in Washington. It just won't. And I would love to see Bradley Beal go to a contender or play with someone. I said it on your guys' podcast, um, when I was on it last time, I would love to see him go to like a Dallas and play alongside Luca Doncic. Ooh. Like, I just think that's such a great fit because they can play off of each other. That would just be so, or even Atlanta playing with Trey young, that would be really cool too. But if he's going to stay in Washington, I just don't think it works. So hopefully Washington will be a seller at the trade deadline and make a in trade and get away from Bradley Beal and make him happy by sending him to a contender. Right there with you.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Um I'm gonna have to, to to flip on that. Um I think that Washington is a team that obviously Bradley Beal, I think, you know, I don't I don't see him being the number one option uh, potentially, but I think they can bring in someone who can be that number one option, actually a twenty five year old. Um, actually and potentially a shooter i think that they have all these depth they have all these pieces and those are valuable assets to a team who could use them and they have picks to give up as well so why not bring in a 25 year old named Demontis sabonis from the indiana pacers and jeremy lamb for danny adia and contavious Pope and kuzma and you give up two two first round picks because this this is where the way i think of it um DeMontis Sabonis is a playmaking big. You know, We've seen what he can do with players around him. He likes to have the ball in his hands. We've seen Bradley Beal. Like Lance, you said, they can be kind of that yin and yang or maybe that one option playing off each other. He's a big man. He can pass the ball. Bradley Beal has shown willingness to move off the ball. He doesn't mind not having the ball in his hands. And I think that would be something to make it work. And you can potentially see, you can give... Um, Bradley Beal the option to see like what is it what is it like to truly maybe have a chance of winning um, in Washington I know it doesn't put them move the needle that much they're probably realistically still a first or second round exit but you bring in a guy like Sabonis and then you could potentially build around him. He's 25 right now. You can potentially, and then in the off season, you can look to get rid of Bradley Beal anyway. Um, and and you're giving up getting a, a valuable asset back. So I think they can be buyers and sellers in regard, but definitely buyers to see what you can do with another piece um, that fits a little better and still keep uh, Spencer Dinwiddie as well. So I think there'll be buyers to bring in Sabonis.
1: Absolutely. I like that, Jade. That's a really good, that's a really good, uh, the trade option for the, for the Wizards to be able to get it together. Uh, maybe, maybe you get a job over there, Jay, in Washington. The Wizards need your <laughs> help because the Wizards need to do yeah, something. Yeah, call man. me up. <laughs> call, call my boy Jay, you're <laughs> up, man. But, all right, guys. So then let's, let, let's move to the 10th seed, man. And that's a team that's been letting a lot of people down. That's the Boston Celtics. Are the Boston Celtics buyers or sellers come to this trade
0: deadline or do you want them to hold? I don't think they should hold though. <laughs> Oh man, that's tough to say. Cause I was, I mean, I was waiting for us to get to them and I was thinking about what am I going to say about Boston? And Mm -hmm. I do think they need another big man. I've, I've said miles Turner's name plenty of times (laughs) and I do like his fit there, but I really think Boston is just going to be, I don't think they'll make a big move. So I'm really, I'm just going to say they're not going to do much at the trade deadline. They might move Marcus smart, but I think he still holds a lot of value. I just think Boston likes what they have in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and they're going to try to figure it out going into the offseason. I don't think they make any drastic changes before the season ends. So I'll say they'll probably be buyers and sellers, buyer or seller in the offseason for sure. But at the trade deadline, I expect them just to kind of stay put. Jay, what about you?
2: Yeah, I think they're, I think they're going to stay put as well. Um, I think that's why I said that on the Philly end, it makes sense for them. I think for Boston, they they want to see what they can do still. So, with Tatum and Brown, but I think maybe a small deal. Um, so kind of, kind of buyers, like a small, just buyer and a little bit, I guess more sellers for them. I think they got to get rid of um, Dennis Schroeder um, and potentially a pick. And then you bring in, try to bring in a young, um, young big man around the league. Um, one, one name that, that potentially comes to mind is a guy like Jakob Pertl, Um, Potentially um, just, just a big, that you can say uh, big, physical big like Jakob Pertle kind of guy or another uh, young big around the league is someone that that you have to potentially think about bringing in if I'm San Antonio that's why you got to look at it from both sides of receptive I'm not doing that for a guy like Dennis Schroeder but for Boston you try to make a move and get a young big um, that could potentially fit there there in Boston
1: Absolutely. So, so I'm I'm actually on the on the on the buyer side of things, man. And I, I've been, you know, ever since ever since Dennis Schroder signed with the Celtics, I've been big on saying this will not work. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Dennis Schroder are basically the same. Model. They're just basically the same player. They create for themselves. They dribble, 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 score, score. That just Three of the same same prototype players don't usually work out of the same team, and I've been uh, noted on the record saying many times that the Celtics need a point guard. They need a point guard to run the show, to be able to set up Tatum, to be able to set up Brown. And who other than an unrestricted free agent coming up in this offseason? I don't know if you if you guys have gotten to catch a lot of Dallas Mavericks game, but my boy Jalen Brunson has been balling out. He has been balling out, setting. He's been making he's been making Maxi Kleber look like a, a, a um. I, I'm, okay, this is uh, this this is the maybe of a drag, but like an all star big. Not, not really saying it's an all star, but Maxi Cleaver's been looking great because of Jalen Brunson. He's been setting them up, man. So why not get rid of get rid of data Schroeder? Get rid of uh get rid of that player that you don't need. Get in a real point guard in there again. Jay, you've been bringing it up all, all the pod. This is more on the Celtic side of things. I don't know if the if the the Dallas was just straight up taking Jalen Brunson for Dennis Schroeder. Although Dennis Schroeder, he's an unrestricted free agent coming up in this offseason. And he could either walk or they could and get they could get nothing for him. Or maybe, you know, they could be able to get a player like Dennis Schroeder uh to pair up with with uh, with Luca, man. But boy, what I I think that would take the Celtics to a whole nother level. That would give them the two point guard that I believe that they need, man. So so, all right, man. So then let's, let's, let's go, let's go ahead and keep it pushing, man. Now we're getting to the you know the bottom barrel of the East. And now, now let's talk about the Knicks, man. And you know what, For uh, I, again, I think this is more of a hot take on this one, or maybe you guys tell me if I'm wrong or not. So I'm going to go ahead and kick this one off. Buyers, sellers, or none. I actually have the Knicks with none. Now hear me out. They def- their roster could definitely get a lot better but I really like these young guys. You know, I really like Baird. I like, I like Reddish. I like uh, Toppin. I like quickly. I like uh, Mitchell Robinson. Maybe if anything, try to get a player in the buyout market, but at this point, just give those young guys a chance, man. Like their average ages, I think like 24 to 25, so they're extremely young. Give them a chance. But how how are you guys feeling about the Knicks?
0: Am Am I tripping? Are you buyers or sellers? I'm with you. I don't think they do much at the trade deadline. I think it's, again, one of these teams, you know, because they got a lot of young players just to kind of see what they can do and see what you have going into the offseason before you make any drastic changes. But I think if they were going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline, they're going to try to bring in another guy that can just – like because, I mean, I feel like their best playmaker is probably Derrick Rose. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's – And I mean, and that's not, again, to be like dismissive towards Julius Randle or RJ Barrett. They are great players. But Derrick Rose is like, I mean, he's a former MVP, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that guy knows what to do with the basketball. You got to bring in. Someone kind of like that, that can just kind of go get you a bucket at any moment, you know, just like just a guy that you can lean on because they leaned. I'm going back to last season. They leaned on Derrick Rose a lot, especially in the fourth quarter. You need another guy that you can do that that, that can do that going into the fourth quarter, a guy that's going to win you close games. And I just don't think a guy like that's going to be available at the trade deadline. So I'm gonna go ahead and say they stay put and do nothing.
2: You, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with both of you. I, I think they made their move to bring Cam Reddish. I think that was a win, in my opinion, and because he has a lot of potential, uh, just hasn't been able to fully see it out. And I think, yeah, the, uh, if, if Thibs gives those guys, young guys an, an option and consistent playing time, um, I think it would be great for them and to see what they can do. So both right there with both of you. All right, for sure. Uh, so stay in put. All
1: right, guys, so let, let, let's keep it pushing, and let's go to the next team, man. Hawks, are they
0: buyers, sellers, or are they staying put? What are you guys thinking? Man, I got one player that I would like to see on their team, and we talked about him again uh, on the last podcast we did together, Malcolm Brogdon. I would love to see them bring in a big guard that they can play off, Trey Young, Um, a guy that can be another playmaker. He's good defensively. I would like to see that. I don't know how they would make that happen. I don't think they're able to bring him in at the trade deadline. So I'm going to go ahead and say they do nothing at the trade deadline. I'm just going to say they stand pat and see what they can do, but they need to find help with Trey Young. So I think one last time I looked through like pick and roll plays, I believe he's accounted for like 15 points through the pick and roll. He is doing a lot for the Atlanta Hawks. I just want to see them get another playmaker to play alongside him. What about you, Jay?
2: I could be, I could see them potentially being a seller and that's a seller of, uh, John Collins. Um, we've seen him, mm-hmm. we've seen him unfortunately have his, um, disappointment and kind of the way he's been used. You've seen him express his frustration there in Atlanta. Um, and, and I think that's going to be an issue and I think you potentially look to a team like Dallas and I'm going to go back to Darius Vinny Smith I think they could definitely use his defense obviously they'd get a lot more in return maybe a Maxi Kleba like you would said um, a few picks as well um, just adding to the depth because I still think without John Collins you still have the depth and scoring of DeAndre Hunter you have Kevin Herter You have um, Clint Capella, you have Ineka um, Okongwu, who's a young up and rising player that allows him to play a little, get more playing time and uh, more experience as well. So I think um, if John Collins isn't happy, get him out of there and get a lot of pieces in return and you can still develop the future as well as be still in a win now mode because those are great role players you're bringing in potentially
1: from Dallas. All right, Lance. So I'm actually right there with you, Lance. You say Malcolm Brogdon, and I want that too. I think that'll be great. You know, Trey Young uh, definitely is like one of those one of those players. You kind of need a hide on defense. And I think Malcolm Brogdon could be the perfect player to match up with them. But the question is how? Like, how would the Hawks get it done? And I was asking myself that a bunch of times yesterday. And I came up with one trade option here. You guys let me know if the Hawks would do it because it sounds like it's giving up a lot. But Jay, you talked about, O, uh, Aneka o- o- Kiki. I don't want to mess up his name, but uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. That guy, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Up and up and coming player. You give him up and you give Kevin Herter up Two up and coming players, two young guys who are good, but the, the, the Pacers need to rebuild. Malcolm Brogdon is a good player. They're, the Pacers aren't going to let him walk for nothing. So they need something special to get back. Do you guys take that? If you're the Hawks.
0: I definitely take that trade, but what if the Hawks, threw in John Collins because then he gets to be the guy in Indiana since they're trying to rebuild. And then you're able to bring in Malcolm Brogdon. I think you got to throw in Kevin Herter. I mean, Indiana loves the guys that can shoot. So why not bring, why not give him another one? So I would say like Kevin Herter and John Collins, that might be actually able to get that trade done. I don't think, Atlanta want to give up on the Kong you a oh, man I'm now I'm butchering his name dang I, uh, yeah Oneka I don't think they want to give up on him so early because like he does show a lot of promise you know he's a good player man he brings a lot of different skill sets to what they're what they're trying to do in Atlanta so I don't think they give up him but I could easily see a trade where John Collins has moved to Indiana you're making Atlanta better by bringing in Malcolm Brogdon you're clearing some ca- and then you're making John Collins happy because he gets to be the guy in Indiana. And I think they would love it. It, it. That depends on if they move Sabonis. But I mean, even then, if they move Miles Turner, you have Sabonis and John Collins. That's a good building block for the future in Indiana.
2: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree with Lance. And that it. I'm not ready to give up a Congo though. If I'm uh Lance, he's shown a lot of promise, especially in the, the times that Capella has been down. We don't know his future with Atlanta as well. So I
1: think you gotta hold off on giving him up, um, but the rest of the guys I think are on the table there. Okay, okay, cool. I just, I just, I needed to get you guys' opinion on that because I knew Kevin Carter is a big player for the Hawks. So I didn't know if they were, you know, willing to to give up all that. Uh, but all right, so then let's keep it pushing, guys, and let's let, let's go to the next team, and that's the Indiana Pacers. Um, buyers, sellers, or what do you what do you think they should do? <laughs> or they? I mean, they're, they're players have came up on almost all the the teams here, so
0: probably sellers. Yeah, I'm gonna That's go ahead and say so- they're sellers, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's keep yeah, it pushing. Sellers. <laughs> sellers, yep. All right, sure, Lance, yeah. this next team right here, Lance, this is your team, my guy. The Pistons, buyers, sellers, or holders. Uh, we need you. You go first, Lance. You're the expert
0: here. <laughs> oh. oh man. Uh, oh yeah. Restore as well. Restore. So uh, whatever that Sorry. means. But anyways, uh yeah, I think they're I, I think they're buyers, man. And I think they're sellers as well. I mean. There's a lot of guys on this team that are untouchable, but I think like Sadiq Bay, Cade Cunningham, we know those guys are untouchable. I don't think they will be moved unless it's like a godfather trade. But um, yeah, I think they're still going to try to move on from Jeremy Grant because his value has never been higher than it is right now. So I think that's really the only move that they make is trying to trade Jeremy Grant, bring some guys back. I know they tried to make a small move for Ronnie Magruder for a big man. There's just... There's this team is just so young. We just don't know what we, we just don't know what the Pistons have in so many of these young guys. So it's hard for me to say, like, who will go on. Jeremy Grant is just really the best asset that they have right now. And I mean, every, you know, sports media outlet is talking about Jeremy Grant being traded from like the Lakers to, you know, um, the Chicago Bulls, the Atlanta Hawks. He was rumored to go there like every team wants a guy like Jeremy Grant. So yeah, they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline, and I think Jeremy Grant, his time in Detroit is going to come to an end. And but I think everybody else outside of him, for the most part, is pretty safe. Like I don't see them moving on from like Isaiah Seward, Sadiq Bay, even Killian Hayes right now. Just yeah, it's, it's it's they're in a weird situation right now in Detroit. Like you got a lot of young pieces, but they're not all that valuable. And the ones that are valuable, you just don't want to give up on too early.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Jay. How do you feel yeah. about Detroit?
2: Yeah, I think, I think you're sellers um, of everyone except I think Sadiq Bay, uh, Cade Cunningham, and that's pretty much it, honestly. And, and unless I mean Lance, unless you have another protected player, but I, I think uh, r- really, uh, um, yeah. Who do you, who else would you
0: not well, say? I would say a lot of guy. A lot of fans would probably say Isaiah Stewart, but I mean, yeah. I, and I, I love Isaiah Stewart. Like he. I think he's still a good player. I mean, I think he's more valuable at 20 minutes off the bench than he is at 25, 28 minutes as a starter. The Detroit Pistons, they just don't have that right now where they can use him in that role. He he hasn't looked great as a starter. He's had his moments. He looked really good as a rookie last year. And, I mean, some people would say he's untouchable. I think if the right trade package came up, they would let Isaiah walk out of Detroit. And, you know, for the right trade package, it would, I mean, it would be hard to let him go, but I really do think for the right trade, Isaiah Stewart would be off out of Detroit. So I would just say two untouchables, Sadiq Bay and Cape Cunningham right now.
1: Yeah, I'm... Right I'm right there with, with both you guys. Like literally everybody else besides Sadiq Bay and Cade could go. Uh, <laughs> however, whatever you need to do, do it and get, uh, get 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 Cade a team for the future and get Sadiq Bay. Man, he's just, um, true talent over there, man. But all right. All right. So then, one
2: s- quick question:
1: What's up, Jay? Uh, sorry
2: for Lance. What what what's the temperature in Detroit on Cade? Uh, sorry, Killian Hayes. Oh um, my
0: gosh, man! Right, give it me is, a quick rundown. I need, I need great some question, Jay. Great man. question. It's, man, there's two sides. Like, there's people that are like they can't stand Killian. They want to get rid of him. Then there's the other side where people are like, no, he's only played 59 games. Me, I'm in the middle. I look at him as like he's kind of like a Chris Dunn type. There's not a lot offensively, but he's good defensively, and you know he has good vision offensively where he can actually run the run it. But I just think it's he's too much of a mystery right now, man. For, in my opinion, he's too much of a mystery. I'm not, I'm, I'm honestly just straight down the middle on him. Some days I want to trade him. some days I want to see what what's left in the tank, but you know, I mean, it, it's really hard to gauge what Pistons, how Pistons fans really feel about him because we're all so torn on how we view him and how he can be used in Detroit. So, you know, I mean, I, in, in terms of trades though, I just don't see many teams willing to bite on killing because he really hasn't shown enough offensively. Like, he's still, I mean, he's looked a little more aggressive going to the hoop, but he's still kind of, fade. he's six foot five and like 210 pounds. And like, he fades from the hoop. He doesn't like contact. And it's so weird for a big guard not to invite contact. So again, it's just still a mystery with Killian Hayes, man. Like, I, I wish I could give you a better answer. I really do. But we're all so torn on, you know, him as a player. I even said at one point, like, I think he'll be a bust in Detroit, but he won't be an NBA bust. I think he'll find a new home at some point and he'll play a little better. But I kind of was hoping that he would – and I'm not saying – like I'm not comparing this game to James Harden, but I was comparing him to James Harden in Oklahoma City where he was kind of the facilitator between Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. You know, he kind of ran the show off the bench.
1: Mm-hmm. I would
0: love for Killian Hayes to be in that role. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll get to see it in Detroit.
1: Man, yeah. yeah.
2: Killian. Some high praise for, for, for Mr. Hayes. But no, I, 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 can see, I see that comparison, though, and, uh, in all seriousness. that's uh, I see that correlation there, if you
0: will. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I said that before on another podcast. Like, you're comparing them to James Harden? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm comparing their roles as, right. as they are right now. Like, mm-hmm. Killian in Detroit and James Harden in Oklahoma City. I'm not saying Killian Hayes will ever be an MVP. Like I would be putting money on that down that that never happens in the NBA, maybe in another league. And, and that's not to be like a bully to killing Hayes at all. It's just, I try to be realistic about some of these young guys, man. It's just, yeah. it's unfortunate for Killian man, because you know, I, 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 we all had a lot of high hopes for him. And then you see Tyrese Halliburton go after him and you're like, dang, Tyrese Halliburton would be like the perfect guard next to Kate Cunningham. And it's, I hate looking back on things though, man, but yeah. <laughs> It's all good, Lance. you, just got to look forward, man. You know, maybe maybe Killians
1: will be able to will be able to work out, man. But all right, so then let's let's kick it to the last team. The last team sitting at the bottom of the East is the Orlando Magic, and honestly, guys, I'm just I'm just gonna go with with none because the only reason why I'm gonna go with none is because they got so many young players that uh, Lance, you've been saying it all all pod like you hate giving up on young guys. Like their average age is 23. They got Hampton. They got Cole. They got Mo Mamba. They got uh, Wendell Carter. They got Suggs, uh, the Wagner brothers. They're just extremely young, man. So to the point where I don't think that, you know, any one of these guys, the worst player on this team, could end up working out and becoming a great player. I mean, Jay, you were talking about the other day, a uh, Mo Mamba had that uh, had that great game against Joel Embiid, right? So like, maybe he can be able to turn that into something and be able to really become a a, a productive NBA player. Uh, I have high hopes uh, for Cole Anthony, uh, Jalen Suggs. I know he's been he's been battling some injury, but you know, I. I Coming into this year, I said he was just the, the best peer athlete coming into this this rookie class. Just straight up, just kind of can do it all. Uh, and, and man, I just I just think uh, you'd be crazy to give up on these young guys so early. Give them a chance. So come this trade deadline, I think they're holding that they, they know they suck and they're just gonna they're just gonna go through. And we're like, hey, we're gonna suck. We're gonna find a gem in this man. But what do you guys think?
2: Yes, yeah, real quick, lent Mine's just quick. It's just simple. Uh, double down on if you're going to be just hold tight Um, don't sell Um, double down on your um, on your young pieces and developing them so just get rid of all the veterans you have and that's just Terrence Ross just get rid of them sell them get some um, assets back and then the rest of it just keep I don't think you really need to make any moves if you're Orlando you got all the young pieces there to flourish and develop there.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say this. I was gonna say the same thing. Like, I don't think they're going to be buyers or sellers. They did. I mean, I heard there was a rumor. Like, I think we all saw it about Mo Bamba potentially being on the trade block. I don't know if I would really do that if I was Orlando. I want to see what more. what more he has left. And really, it's just like. You have all these young guys, but they really have no identities outside of Franz Wagner and um Cole Anthony. You know, there's all the even Jalen Suggs, he's still somewhat of a mystery because he has been hurt. It took him a little time to find his footing in the NBA. So I don't in RJ Hampton, he's still an unknown, you know. So I just in Wendell Carter as well. I just think there's too many unknowns. On this team, they're going to stay put again, unless it's like a godfather offer. I don't see any team in the NBA offering them too much for the pieces that they have because the asking price would be too much. And right now, I mean, Orlando is so far away from being a contender. I just don't see them moving, making a move for a veteran or a guy that can push them over whatever the hill they're on. You know, so I just see them standing put and seeing what these young guys can do. And then in the offseason, evaluate what you have and then make a decision going forward based on the pieces that you have. So, But I think for right now, um, the only guys that are untouchable are probably Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, and Franz Wagner. That's what I would say, you know. I mean, I think... Again, if the right trade came along, some of those guys would be gone, like a Mo Bamba or a Wendell Carter. But for now, I hope that they stay put. I just want to see what they can do.
1: Absolutely, man. It's 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 fun to see these young talents develop in the league, man. But all right, guys. So I think this is. I mean, that's the all the East, man. So I think it's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up here. Another great episode, Lance, man. Thank you so much for coming on here, you know, blessing us with your knowledge, your time. Uh, every time, every time you come on, Lance, it's, 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 his great vibes, great talk. You know what you, you,
0: you know what you're talking about, man. So you got any last words to say before we, uh, we sign off here, Lance? Man, I just want to say thank you guys for letting me on again. I really do enjoy coming on and talking hoops with you guys. It's a lot of fun. I definitely enjoy doing this. And, you know, for the people that are listening, if you're a Pistons fan, check out the Everything Pistons podcast. You can follow me at Lance Caparossi. You can follow our Pistons uh, account on Twitter at ePistons. And you can also follow our co-producer, Base Pistons. Like, very knowledgeable guy. I'm glad to have him on the team. He is, like – I mean, some of his tweets are a little controversial about trades. They can be a little funny. They may not make sense. But, man, he is a great follow if you love the Pistons as much as I do.
1: Absolutely, man. Jay, you got any last words to say for Lance and all the fans here?
0: Let's make them dance. We always appreciate having
2: the absolute legend on the show, man. Um, yeah, go check out his podcast. Um, every If you love the Pistons, you love basketball, you want to know more about the Pistons as well, I know I check out the episodes um, all the time. So appreciate you having me on the show, man. And that's all I got, man. Yes. Love talking ball.
1: Yes, sir, man. We love talking ball over here, man. So like how Lance and Jay Hill said, go make sure you check out all of Lance's work. And like I said in the beginning, it'll all be in the description down below. His Twitter, his, 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 his socials, his, his uh and all everything, man. The, the podcast, man. And then for our stuff, it'll also be in the description down below. Make sure you check us out, man. Make sure you hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Hit drop a comment down below, man. Let us know if you agree with our trade, uh, our trade options, if you disagree, whatever it is. If you're on Apple Podcast, make sure you leave us, leave us that review, five star, uh, five-star ranking. And that's it, man. Make sure to follow us on our socials, and we out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out.
2: Peace.